Hello once again, friends, back with another edition of the Cover the Weekend podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm Tommy Lorenzo. You can catch me on Twitter at SportsbookTom. And we'll start the podcast this week, speaking of Twitter, with a very brief, maybe a minute, I won't spend more than that on it, on the Twitter trolls. Um, Recently, I've had to mute and block a couple of uh, people on Twitter, but I was kind of bummed out when I did it, believe it or not. In the past, I've always been very quick to just block someone who's being stupid or being disrespectful. But in this case, there's actually a couple of people that I thought I had a good rapport with. Then what happens, as it always does in sports betting, you have a couple of bad weeks. And then the um, the the disrespectful uh, comments, um, people trying to be comedians at your expense. I'm not down with that. Um, so off they went. But it's just interesting that, you know, Twitter is such a cool place. And like I mentioned in the past, there's so many cool people that I've met on Twitter um, some I've never met in person, some I've actually gotten to meet, all great people. But uh, the trolls of Twitter still exist, unfortunately, and uh, the old mute and block button was uh, more active than it's been in a while. So too bad with that, but I think when I do that, it flushes out the bad juju, <clears throat> the good vibes return, and I think they'll return this week. And speaking of this week, we'll, we'll try to get back on track with NFL but as far as college football goes for the season, 43 wins, 22 losses, 60 cent percent clip. It's one of the best college football seasons I've ever had. As you recall, at the beginning of this podcast journey, the picks were on fire. They've cooled off a bit, but overall for the season, still way up. NFL right around break even when it comes uh, from a sports betting standpoint anyway. 17 wins, 15 losses, 53%, which is right about even in terms of uh, making or losing money. And with college hoops, we'll get it going, 9-11 and 11, uh, as of this podcast. But that's a long season, and I tend to get pretty hot at times with college hoops. So I have full confidence that uh, as the uh, season matures, um, we'll be able to attack the lines, and I'll be able to give you picks here because, uh, you know, football will, will run through January, and then we got to focus on college hoops and other sports um, as we cover the weekend. So <clears throat> enough with that stuff. We're going to go right into college football uh, championship week. I have a few games I've identified here. First one will start off on Friday. Liberty minus 10.5 versus New Mexico State. This is the Conference USA Championship, 4 p.m. Pacific, CBS Sports Network. So we're going to get Friday uh, going uh, with a pretty good game here, I think, against um, with Liberty going up against a surging New Mexico State team. You know, Liberty is known for their offense and for good reason. They've scored over 30 points in each of their last seven games, and that includes flipping 31 points on a very good Jacksonville State defense a little over a month ago. Liberty quarterback Kadon Salter is tailor-made for this offense, and he rarely makes mistakes. Only five picks versus 40 touchdown passes this season, and add to that a very strong Liberty running game. Um, but that's what Liberty has quietly done over the past several games, uh, or what they've done over the past several games defensively, uh, improving as well. So not only is their offense going well, defensively, I really like what's going on with them, allowing a very low 4.5 yards per play over the last three games. That's top 10 nationally in all of college football. And it's an area where I think New Mexico State's offense, again, talking about yards per play, is actually regressing some. The Aggies offense is averaging about half a yard less over the last three games than what they've been doing 
over the course of the entire season. All that said, New Mexico State is certainly improving. Kind of a weird thing. How they beat Auburn handily is still a mystery to me, although it's fair to say that Auburn was looking ahead to their Alabama game and got caught with their pants down when New Mexico State rolled into town. New Mexico State has improved, as I mentioned, but remember, this is a team that has losses to Hawaii and UMass. And yes, New Mexico State may be a different team than what they were many weeks ago. They are. But I don't see them coming into Lynchburg, Virginia and getting things done versus a Liberty team that will be ready and gunning for an undefeated season uh, to maintain their undefeated season. My number has Liberty by 12.5 or 13. So laying the 10.5 works for me here. Also, the total sits at 56.5. And and I think I'm going to put a little sprinkle on the under as well. So... With this game, Liberty minus 10.5, I think it's a good play. And we'll sprinkle sprinkle a little bit on the under based on the Liberty defense holding down New Mexico State some. That uh, total is at 56.5. But take Liberty minus 10.5 in this Conference USA Championship. Next, on to the final Pac-12 championship game ever. Uh, unless the Pac-12 rematerializes somewhere in the future. Doesn't seem likely. Oregon and Washington meet up in Las Vegas. This is a 5 p.m. kickoff, also on Friday. The line is sitting at Oregon minus 9.5, and and the total is sitting at 66 points. For all the talk about how Oregon is cranking on all cylinders and Washington is regressing, the betting public is actually split here in terms of the point spread. I was a little surprised um, at that. It's actually right around 50% with um, Oregon having to cover that nine and a half in some places, 10 points. I took a long look at laying the points with Oregon here, but the more information I uncovered, the more I found myself highlighting each of these teams' defenses. Um, there are a bunch of underlying statistical numbers that lead me to the under in this game, and that's where I'll go. Instead of banging my brain about taking Oregon to cover, which I think they will, but for a podcast play, I'm going to go under 66 points in this one between Oregon and and Washington in Las Vegas on Friday. Time for some action now. Toledo faces Miami of Ohio at Ford Field in Detroit Saturday morning Pacific time. I looked hard at Miami of Ohio here as I've been, I've seen plenty of Toledo this year to make me a non-believer in the Rockets. I think they're very inconsistent. Uh, I've seen them have very bad stretches throughout the year, so that inconsistency worries me. And I love Miami of Ohio's defense. However, the line went from Miami of Ohio plus 7 to plus 7.5, and now Miami of Ohio is at plus 8. And all the while during these line moves, Miami of Ohio is getting 85% of the money. This isn't the suspicious line of the week, but it is suspicious nonetheless. And because of that, I'm not going to make it an official podcast play, but uh, I was on Miami of Ohio, but maybe something that I could share with you. When you see these line moves, Miami of Ohio plus seven, plus seven and a half, now plus eight, yet they're still getting 85% of the money. Something's goofy. So as far as this game goes, I'll watch and and see what happens, but I won't be on Miami of Ohio like 85% of the people are. I'm not going to touch Toledo either. I just thought I'd share that line move and why I won't be on this game. However, there is a game I will be on uh, other than the aforementioned Pac-12 championship um, and also and also the Liberty game. It's back to Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, Mountain West Championship game pits Boise State 
a two and a half point favorite versus UNLV. Um, UNLV was given a spot in this game via computer ranking. They had San Jose State uh, looking at uh, the same record and for whatever reason, the computer said UNLV was the team and I actually agree. But this game is going to be the suspicious line of the week. And why is that? This game opened up Boise State as a two and a half point favorite, which to me seems low at first glance, given Boise State's pedigree in the Mountain West. The public has responded to that point spread. 85% of the money is coming in on Boise State. Not only has the line not moved, there's one Vegas sports book that actually dropped the number to Boise minus two. So Vegas is begging sports bettors to put money on Boise State here. And I think people are for many reasons. Boise State turned the corner when they fired their coach. Um, they're a, a perennial uh, favorite in the Mountain West. Many people had them and Air Force as the top two teams in the Mountain West this season, and they got to the championship. So this is this is suspicious, and Vegas is just begging us to put money on Boise State. I'm taking UNLV here. Not only for the suspicious line, but also given the, the fact that the Rebels' offense is legit. And I think they will do just fine scoring in their familiar surroundings of Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Boise State's defense is allowing over six yards per play. And their turnaround after, as I mentioned, they let their head coach Andy Avalos go um, has been good. But I think UNLV is going to put a crown on their Cinderella season here. Uh, I think on Saturday afternoon... UNLV minus two and a half is a great play. Uh, feel free to wait if plus three becomes available. I don't know if it will, but I think UNLV's offense will roll here. Another note on this, I tweeted this earlier today on Thursday um, when this is being recorded. The South Point in Las Vegas and also the Rampart, for those of you who venture out to Summerlin, they have odds on which college football team uh, this championship weekend will score the most points. And they have UNLV at 18 to 1. It's worth some pizza money, I think. I think UNLV is going to score a lot of points. And this is the second highest total uh, of the weekend, only second to the Oregon-Washington Pac-12 championship. So it's anticipated that there will be some points in this game. I really like UNLV. It's the suspicious line of the week. And really, the main podcast play, if there is one, I like UNLV uh, plus 2.5 on uh, in the Mac, not the Mac, the Mountain West, I'm sorry, championship. Okay, wrapping up college football and moving on to the National Football League. The first stop in the NFL this week will be the game of the week in the NFL, and that's between the 49ers and Eagles. Uh, the Niners are road favorites, laying three points to the Eagles. It was at two and a half earlier in the week. But like I always mention, um, when I'm doing the podcast, I'm not going to go go back and say, well, this line was one and a half, so that's what we'll play it at. As I'm recording, this line is three, uh, Niners minus three, and that's what I'll go with here. Uh, again, the, the Niners are road favorites, laying the points to the Eagles, who hold the best record in the NFL at 10-1. and one. Uh, The Eagles have also covered their spread in their last five games. The Eagles uh, and head coach Nick Sirianni's tenure haven't found themselves as home underdogs much. This is only the fifth time since the 2021 season when Sirianni took over where the Eagles are actually home underdogs. In the four prior occasions, Philadelphia has been an underdog. They have only covered the spread once in that span. 
The Niners come into Philadelphia with extra rest from their last game on Thanksgiving Day, while Philly is coming off an overtime game where they went full go for five quarters versus the Bills. Great game. Um, the Eagles found a way to win again. The rest disadvantage and the fact that the Eagles are banged up is why they're underdogs here. The Niners on many um, power rankings also rank number one in the NFL, regardless of that losing streak they had. The Niners win here, I believe. Their defense matches up well against a banged-up Eagles offense. There's some injuries on the Eagles' side offensively. And the Niners' offense, on the other hand, is healthy, solid, and all head coach Mike Shanahan needs to do is not put this game on Brock Purdy's shoulders. That's my only concern if there is one on the Niners, is Brock Purdy you know, feeling a little bit of the pressure playing in that tough environment in Philadelphia. I don't think that happens, though. I think the Niners' defense... Uh, takes care of business, and I think the offense does enough to get the win and the cover here. 49ers minus three. The other NFL game that I'll be on this weekend is actually the Bengals plus eight and a half. I think the Jaguars do enough to win. It's just that I do not like how the Jags defense is playing as of late, and this is too many points, I think, for the for the Bengals uh, to get even though obviously no Joe Burrow and their offense looks a little shaky um it's still they're still a well-coached team and I believe that they'll put forth a good effort on Monday night Uh, the Jags have some underlying defensive numbers that I don't like Uh, again I don't think the Bengals are going to march into Jacksonville and beat them but I think they'll be able to score a little bit and keep this game from getting out of hand and the Jaguars really don't blow people out you know I they do enough to win, get the job done, and um, get going uh, for their next game. You know, the Jags put in a max effort last week versus a good Houston team. And in the Doug Peterson coaching area, the Jags are 2-4 and four against the spread uh, as home favorites. It's only 33%. So uh, they're not good historically at recent history as home favorites, that being the Jags. So I'll, I'll take the points here with the Bengals at uh, plus 8.5. That'll be the second... And final NFL play, and we're going to move on now to college hoops. As you all are aware, there are no lines for college hoops weekend games, uh, you know, that come out before the weekend. Usually they come out maybe 24 hours before. So as of Thursday, there's no really Saturday or Sunday lines uh, that are posted. That doesn't mean we can't look at the weekend, however, at teams that could be interesting from a point spread perspective or anticipated point spread perspective. Say that quick a few times. But I do have some Friday games where lines are already up, and I'll, I'll provide those to you. <clears throat> and also on Saturday, which I'll start off Saturday first, we'll work backwards. Um, we'll go to Saturday, national TV game, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. <clears throat> Maybe something to have on your second screen while you're watching uh, college football. Memphis at Ole Miss. Uh, we'll see what the line comes out at here, but I do expect a tight number. And if that's the case, I like Ole Miss here. Uh, Ole Miss's backward play has been excellent so far, and I think their guards match up very well versus a Memphis team that's offense first. Memphis doesn't play a lot of defense, and I think that's going to hurt them in this matchup on the road against a very good Ole Miss offense, and as I mentioned again, a very good Ole Miss backcourt. I expect Ole Miss to win the turnover turnover battle in this spot as I think their defense, again, as I mentioned, will play versus Memphis. Uh, I like Ole Miss on Saturday, College Hoops. I'll follow up on Twitter Saturday morning for an update on the line, maybe even Friday night. Also, the free pick page has College Hoops plays posted 
almost on a daily basis. That's over at thevegasparlay.com. You click on the uh, free picks tab and it'll take you to the free pick page, which also includes a complete record of picks that I post here. And I mentioned those at the top of the show. There are some Friday lines that came out for college basketball and two games that I like that stick out to me. First is St. John's. They're minus four. Uh, I did a run on my numbers and I have St. John's by seven, seven and a half. Um, West Virginia hasn't been a good against a spread team uh, these past couple seasons as a home underdog. And uh, St. John's uh, laying four points is good for me. Uh, St. John's does not turn the ball over. They're very disciplined, and I think they'll go into West Virginia and get the job done. <clears throat> also, a second game in college hoops on Friday, BYU minus 15. Um, they're playing Fresno State, who is not very good. This game opened at minus 13 and quickly went to minus 15. So that just goes to show you the, the Sharps know um, how good BYU is and also uh, how bad Fresno State is. Uh, that minus 13 number was way too low and immediately moved. Um, get it if you can, if you're listening to the podcast. I, I think it may move beyond minus 15. That's what it is now, and that's what I'll take BYU at. I think it'll go higher. Uh, Fresno State has a lot of issues right now, and going to play at BYU is not what the doctor ordered for a struggling uh, Fresno State uh, Bulldogs team. I think this game gets ugly. Uh, BYU's point guard play, they're rebounding. Everything um, is very strong with BYU, and I think they'll roll in this home game. Uh, BYU minus 15. Well, that does it for this week. Thanks again, everyone, for the positive uh Uh, positive uh, feedback on Twitter and also for leaving a review for the pod. It really helps a lot. Uh, Been a very good football season. Again, we cooled off a little bit the last couple weeks, but that's going to happen. I think this week's going to be good, especially in college football. I really like uh, this weekend slate and I hope uh, I can provide you some winners. Have a great weekend, everybody. May all your bets be winning ones and we'll see you next week on the Cover the Weekend podcast. Take care.